Okay, so the word that I have for you is again about righteousness by faith. I believe this time we really just need to hear it over and over and over until we um, really experience that revelation of righteousness. Okay, so let's go to John, uh, uh, Romans 6. Um, let's see here. Romans 6 verse 1. It says, What shall we say to all this? Are we to remain in sin in order that God's grace, favor, and mercy may multiply and overflow? Certainly not. How can we who died to sin live in it any longer? Are you ignorant of the fact that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried therefore with him by the baptism into death. So that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, we too, so we too might live and behave in newness of life. For if we have become one with Him by sharing a death like His, we shall also be one with Him in sharing His resurrection uh, by a new life lived for God. Okay, so that also refers to Romans 8. If you look at it, um, it says in verse 10, it says, But if Christ lives in you, then although your natural body is dead by reason of sin and guilt, the spirit is alive because of the righteousness that he imputes to you. And if the spirit of him who raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, then he who raised up Christ Jesus from the dead will also restore to life your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Okay, so he gives life to our bodies. So even if our natural body is dead by reason of sin, the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in us, if you believe, if you're born again. And he who raised up Christ Jesus from the dead will also restore to life your mortal bodies. Okay, so um, we receive life as the Spirit of God gives us life. Okay, and the Spirit is imparted to us through the Word. So let's go to the book of James. Let's see here. James 1. Okay. Um, yeah, so it says here, If any of you is deficient in wisdom, let him ask of the giving God who gives to everyone liberally and ungrudgingly without reproaching or fault finding, and it will be given him. Only it must be in faith that he asks, with no wavering, no doubting. For the one who wavers is like the billowing surge out, of, out at sea and is blown hither and thither and tossed by the wind. Okay. So... Uh, for truly let not such a person imagine that he will receive anything he asks from the Lord. For as for being as he is a man of two minds, hesitating, du dubious, irresolute, he is unstable and unreliable and uncertain about everything he thinks and feels. Okay, so what it comes down to is we need to hear this message until this is the truth that we um, really believe. Let's look at verse 12. It says, Blessed, happy, to be envied is the man who is patient under trial, stands up under temptation. For when he has stood the test and been approved, 
he will receive the victor's crown of life, which God has promised to those who loved who loves him, who love him. Okay, so um, the trial and the temptation is not coming from God. So let's look at verse thirteen. He says, "Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted from God, for God is incapable of being tempted by what is evil, and He Himself tempts no one." So he doesn't send suffering our way. He doesn't send temptation our way. Okay, so let's see here, James. But every, t every person is tempted when he is drawn away, enticed, baited by his own evil desire. Then the evil desire, when it is conceived, gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is fully mature, brings forth death. But we're not stuck there because we can receive the grace of God. But God came to save us out of sin, not to leave us there. Okay, so we receive God's grace, and grace we receive by having a revelation of righteousness, and it allows us to live in freedom. So when we come to God in thankfulness, in the midst of whatever is happening in our lives, whatever we did, we say, thank you, Jesus, for the cross. I receive you. I receive forgiveness i receive the free gift of righteousness what happens is now you have boldness to come to god in relationship and it's in that relationship he heals any wounds in your heart any belief system things that caused it in the first place and so our main role our main purpose on earth is to have relationship with jesus so jesus wants to have relationship with us and that's why he sends us to preach the gospel so that people can get born again and start this relationship. But also, he also has a, um, a desire for us to daily live in his presence, um, to open our hearts before him, knowing he doesn't condemn us, he doesn't accuse us, he wants to minister forgiveness to us. Okay, so, uh, so when we receive that righteousness, we have boldness to have relationship, and in that relationship, you receive the grace to live in the manifestation of righteousness. Okay, so um, that's why it's so necessary that we hear this word. Because as we hear that we are forgiven, that uh, we receive that confidence to come to His presence and we receive grace. Okay, but it's about knowing the person. Okay, so He says here, in verse 19, Understand this, my beloved brethren. Let every man be quick to hear a ready listener, slow to speak, slow to take offense and to get angry. Okay, For man's anger does not promote the righteousness of God. Um, and so, um, a righteousness God wishes and requires. Okay? Not require, requires, remember, well, God, the law required righteousness. Jesus gave us righteousness as a gift, but now there's an expression of righteousness. And we want to reveal the righteousness of God to the earth. Okay? So verse 21. So get rid of all uncleanness and the rampant outgrowth of wickedness. And in a humble, gentle, modest spirit, receive and welcome the word which implanted and rooted in your heart contains the power to save your soul. Okay, so the word contains the power to save your souls. That's the power of the gospel. So um, me preaching this to you, releases the power of the gospel um, because I I believe I'm preaching under the anointing of the Holy Spirit and 
I'm asking, I'm trusting him to speak words of life through me. Okay, he says here in verse 22, but be doers of the word, not merely listeners to it, betraying yourselves into deception by reasoning contrary to the truth. So we need to act in faith on the things that God speaks to us and shows us. Okay, so it says, for if anyone only listens to the word without obeying it and being a doer of it, he is like a man who carefully looks at his own natural face in a mirror and he thoughtfully observes himself and then he goes on, goes off and promptly forgets what he was like. Okay, so uh, we received a new identity in Christ. So you find out that you're righteous and you yield to the Holy Spirit and you act accordingly. Um, and then you don't forget who you are. So God wants you to show you who you are. Um, the only reason you in your life maybe manifest something else is because of a lie you believe about your identity, how God sees you and who you are. Okay, so um, Father, I pray for a revelation of an identity. I pray for your peace and um, forgiveness and righteousness to be revealed to every heart. Okay, he says uh, in verse 25, but he who looks carefully into the faultless law, the law of liberty, and is faithful to it and preserves in looking into it, not being heedless listener who forgets, but an active doer who obeys. He shall be blessed in his doing, his life of obedience. What is the law of liberty? It's God's love that has been shed abroad in our hearts. Okay, so we are not under an external law trying to be righteous anymore. We are now led by the Spirit of God. He lives inside of us. He teaches us. Okay, so we receive righteousness as a free gift. Let's go to 1 Peter 1. It says here, mm, in verse 14, it says, Live as children of obedience to God. Do not conform yourselves to the evil desires that governed you in your former ignorance when you did not know the requirements of the gospel. But as the one who called you is holy, you yourselves also be holy in all your conduct and manner of living. For it is written, you shall be holy for I am holy. Okay, so the only thing that makes us holy before God is the Holy Spirit. So holiness and purity, it's, it's like a blanket of God's presence that rests upon us. Um, the manifestation thereof. I'm speaking about manifestation. So when we strive for holiness, um, it's not us trying in our own strength to overcome sin. It is us filling our awareness, filling our conscience with the Holy Spirit, with the gospel, with the word. We, we feast on his words and he manifests his, a different desire in us. So now we have a strong desire to see what God sees, to live in the light, to live clothed with holiness, clothed with purity. And so that is, that is what God wants to, to, to do in us. Okay, so His holiness living through us, His holiness manifesting through us. But we are called into holiness. Sort of like a, um, like a super fast car. Okay, you have a very fast car. And it's um, you know, a sports car, and it's made for a flat road. That's the way it's going to drive. But now you take it and you want to go off-roading with it on like 
dirt road with super big boulders and stuff. It's, that car is not made for that. That's not where it's going to thrive. It's not going to give life to the car. But now if the car is there, it just needs to get back on the road and to drive the road that it's been called to drive on. Okay, and it forgets, it leaves, leaves the, um, it leaves the dirt road behind. And you, you know, so we are created to live in righteousness because the Spirit of God is living inside of us. But it's not in our own strength. It's not us fighting or trying. It's turning away from it to the righteousness of God, to the presence of Jesus, to faith. So faith and the manifestation of righteousness are directly connected. If we have faith, in the gospel of Jesus Christ, um, we experience the manifestation of righteousness. And I can say that in Romans 6. He says uh, in verse 14, But for sin shall not any longer exert dominion over you, since now you are not under law as slaves, but under grace as subjects of God's favor and mercy. What then are we to conclude? Shall we sin because we live not under the law, but under God's favor and mercy? Certainly not. Okay, so we are, we are not called to, to live a life of sin. We are called to live a life of holiness and purity. But it is not by our strength. It is not by us focusing on the law, being aware of the law, trying to be righteous. We have a, a goal before us. We strive to receive the grace of Jesus. The grace of Jesus is the manifestation of holiness. The grace of Jesus is the help of God. It's not us relying in our own strength. It's the presence of Jesus manifesting through us, protecting us. And also us receiving peace and grace. Okay, so um, I hope it makes sense that uh, the reason that sin will not have dominion over us is because we are not under the law, but under grace. So we, we turn away from it completely. So it's not a fight between right and wrong, right and wrong. Um, it's like if you, it's like going and eating uh, a steak instead of a, what? What do you call it? A, a bad apple. <laughs> okay. Um, like the one is, it's not going to satisfy you. It's, it's going to have a negative effect. The other one is going to give you life. Okay, so let's realize this. But the only way we live that way is by faith. Um, so it says here that sin shall not have dominion over us, for we are not under the law, but under grace. And we receive grace through faith. And uh, the law is not of, of faith. And so uh, we need God, God's grace to walk in faith. <laughs> and, uh, and, and as we have a revelation of righteousness, that is the life that we experience. So our identity precedes our walk. I know that's a minister that I listen to sometimes. He, um, he says that, that our identity precedes our walk. So uh, I just want to speak this over you. Is if you believe in Jesus, you are righteous by faith. Your sins are forgiven. The blood of Jesus washed you clean. You are holy. Um, Hebrews 10, for by a single offering. He has forever completely cleansed and perfected those who are sanctified and made holy. So it's by a single offering. It's faith in the blood of Jesus. It's 
hearing the gospel is the grace of Jesus operating in our lives. And so I just give the glory to God, even for this message, even for His grace that is revealed right now. Thank you, Jesus. I, I speak peace over you. I declare that your sins are forgiven. And lastly, I just want to pray for you. Um, just open your heart. If you want to receive Jesus right now, just open your heart and say, Jesus, come into my life. Forgive all of my sins. Give me the free gift of righteousness. Create in me a pure heart, O Lord. Thank you, God. Open my eyes so that I can see you. Thank you, Jesus, for the free gift of righteousness. Thank you for your mercy, God. Thank you for your blood. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Fill me with the Holy Spirit and baptize me with the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Awesome. Cool. You receive eternal life. You're born again. And uh, now you have this righteousness as, as a gift from God through faith. I bless you in Jesus' name. Amen.